Welcome to the Effort Over Everything podcast, episode 10. Today we have Brian Harris with us today. Um, Miles Raposo is obviously one of our, our co-hosts here. Um, at the top right, you can see um, Brian Harris's um, information. I put his uh, Brian Harris Health and Fitness and Brian Harris 90, um, his ats on Instagram, so please go follow him. Brian, thank you for showing up today. And we, we rescheduled this whole podcast like fuck like six times or something like that it was it was a lot to to get us all in here um just because everything is so crazy in the world right now and you know we're finally able to like get all together and stuff um we're missing one person that's fine um rich may or may not show up um and if he shows up cool if he doesn't you know whatever um again miles raposo uh at the at right over there as well follow him and then follow me if you want but don't um topic intro all right so um as you can guys see on youtube if you're watching um over here i'll be updating the topic as we go um right now we're just in the intro phase brian i would love to introduce you um i met you at the dakota games um i honestly never heard of you as a person before i've heard of u.s army warrior fitness team um but i just didn't know who you were specifically um and then uh yeah, we, we we competed together at the Dakota Games. You whooped all of our asses, and uh, it was a pleasure for my ass to get whooped by you. Um, and same with Miles <laughs> as well. Um, it was a good time. Um, but if you could, introduce yourself. I would love for everyone on the podcast to uh, hear you and hear your story or whatever. Whatever you want to tell. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, my name is Brian Harris. I'm originally from... Oklahoma, which is like the very middle of the states. I know some of, we got some Canadians on the uh, in the audience, um, but I've kind of lived all over. I joined the military right after graduating college in 2013. I joined the army, and I was trained to go fly uh, Black Hawk helicopters. So I did like um, army medical evacuation pilot was like my job. So when you were deployed or doing training, our whole work was like I go with a team of like 15 soldiers, um, pilots and crew members. And our job was to, you know, stand by the phone and wait for a call. And, and when someone called us needing our help, then we'd fly out and go get them and whatnot. And kind of through all through high school, college, and then after joining the army, I've always really been huge into health and fitness and sport in general. And it's kind of just been something that has followed me all along my life. And obviously I Kind of think that it has enabled a lot of the successes I've had um, and so I did that for about five six years when the army decided to stand up this uh, fitness team and it falls under kind of the recruiting umbrella so our role now is to continue kind of doing what we were all doing on the side there's 15 athletes on the team we were from all over the army doing totally different things like completely separate jobs um, and they brought us all here to one place in Fort Knox, Kentucky, and now we kind of train together, and then we look for opportunities to kind of travel the country and the world and kind of tell our unique Army stories and backgrounds um, and just share that with the community and kind of show them, you know, show Americans what opportunities are out there if you, if you decide to serve. So it's been super, um, like, fortunate to have an opportunity like that. I basically took my hobby and made it my job and so it's also given me kind of um, more free time to to delve even deeper into like the health and fitness world which I've always loved but didn't necessarily have 
uh, a ton of extra time to devote towards you know i always like coached at my local gyms whatever base i was stationed at and whatnot but i've, I've gotten to go so much more uh, so much deeper into it this last year year and a half that i've been here uh, hence the health and fitness page uh, so it's kind of just like a passion project and then as far as when i met you guys um the, the team stood up like we officially started doing stuff of february of 2019 um and we the dakota games i forget how it got on the team's radar but it was literally i think one of the very first events we went to as a team and and sent anyone other than chandler smith obviously to an event yeah um so it was really cool like we we were kind of all training on our own. We weren't really together yet. And then we kind of all met up in North Dakota as like our first event, like doing really? as a group of people. Um, and then after that, we were all, have all been stationed together, training together uh, more regularly. Um, I honestly didn't know what to expect. Like I'd never met anyone from North Dakota or ever expected to go there really, but uh, we just ended up having such an awesome weekend. We obviously met all of you guys and Ryan, obviously, we were battling back and forth the whole weekend and you're a really good competitor and kind of stood for, I felt like you stood for a lot of the things I stand for, like um, just fitness in general. I, I love competing and like I go really hard, but I also um, like, I just love that fitness brings us together as like community and friends and like there's no like bad blood ever between people and, and you don't necessarily always find that with everyone you compete with so I just left North Dakota with a really good uh, taste in my mouth and we went to all the local schools and hung out with the high schoolers and did our thing and had a great time so obviously I've kept up with you on social media since then and yeah, man. Uh, I just wanted a chance to get together with you guys and, and talk fitness so I appreciate you having me on yeah yeah man um it's a pleasure having you uh yeah. The, the Dakota Games, shout out Dakota Games. The Dakota Games yeah. run such a good show. It's, to yeah. me, it's like a hometown regionals. Like, there's a very regional vibe there where, uh, like, the workouts are hefty, um, but they're still, like, doable, right? Like, they're not, like, regionals plus or anything like that. Um, obviously, due to, like, equipment restraints, they're not the CrossFit Games. Like, they can't afford to get you know the titan uh you know ramps for the handstand walks and ski ergs right. for every lane and you know assault runners and all that stuff like there's an inherent risk with running a competition if you're not the crossfit games with the heat times too and then you know like warm up and being corralled before each event i think they did a pretty good job oh my with god what they they're the best they have such a good team yeah. on them um like the the workouts that they program jessica grandall does a fantastic job she's a former regionals competitor she knows what she's doing um like i, I I'm, I'm bummed that it got canceled this year but uh you know yeah. what are you gonna do um that yeah. they'll be back next year uh i i just love them for for what they do and what they have to use like they are like maximizing their potential i mm -hmm. i freaking love it's my favorite competition i've gone to the granite games and uh they're great but uh like the people at the granite games are just different like the the competitors that have competed at at the dakota games the fans the volunteers best in the world um other than that um let's get let's get into it um my so my girl if you can hear the dogs right now my girlfriend um her her parents just got here and so the dogs are barking but uh so sorry about that um so first thing um I have some questions about the U.S. Army Warrior Fitness team because, like, I'm just so curious. 
and I've always wondered. I've just been too scared to ask, but you're here, so I'm going to ask. Um, and then we'll get into the CrossFit stuff, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Um, so first question that I have for you, Brian. Um, you guys just started working together um, after the Dakota Games, I, I suppose. Um, do you guys have like a program that everyone follows, or does everyone kind of still do their own thing? Like, how does everyone's training protocols work? Yeah, it's it's definitely tough to balance. So on the functional fitness side, we have three strongman athletes, so obviously they're in their room, kind of doing their thing, and then twelve of us who mainly compete in functional fitness or CrossFit. Um, and we have a general plan uh, that Chandler puts together. And so basically it's like an Excel sheet uh, that has, it'll have your strength, your, you know, what conditioning you're gonna do. And, and then we have a lot of focus on like monostructural work. Um, so every day there's like this buffet of items basically to choose from. And then it's on the individual kind of to prioritize strength uh, based on their needs, and then we'll uh, come up. To, we'll basically meet together every morning and talk through like what the day is going to look like. So it, that usually means there's going to be portions that people are kind of focusing on themselves individually because they have certain weaknesses, and then we also like decide. You know, the big group of us or like uh, the main group of us here is going to hit these like two pieces together to get that like group feel, competitive like. Whatever, whatever the goal is, if it's like to simulate a competition or to, um, you know, just pace off each other. Um, it, it's tough. It's really tough, like in a bigger group, because you also deal with injuries and, and people have to work yeah. on that as well. For sure. So, yeah, uh, for the most part, we try to come together and then we will have certain days of the week where we're obviously doing team focused stuff, too. And that's kind of where my head has been at. That, since was, Dakota that was one question that I kind of had was like how going into the Dakota Games, for example, or any competition, like how did you guys decide who who's going to go team do you have designated team athletes and who's going to compete individual like we're like hey brian like you're you're looking really good right now we're going to throw you indie um or is it is that already set up yeah it's it definitely can vary from like competition competition our pact that we've kind of made with the higher command is that we're going to put ourselves in positions to be successful as much as possible because that makes the army look better so yeah. if a like this year, our big goal was to try to get a team as close to the qualifying to the CrossFit Games as possible. Yeah. Uh, so the first kind of crack at that was Wadapalooza, where we sent the team of four. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was myself, Jacob Bath, Rachel Schreiber, and Casey Clark. And we did really, really well. And it was kind of, we didn't expect to go to Wadapalooza and, and walk away with an invite, but we wanted to get our feet wet at that level of competition. I think we finished seventh or eighth uh there uh -huh. and like we were in the final heat the whole weekend long and and we were kind of wanted to take that and continue building off of it throughout the sanctional season um it so obviously leading up to Wadapalooza and kind of our whole focus this year was going to be on that team of four and just kind of getting as in sync as possible because we we realized we have unlike most people out there we have this unique advantage where we are with each other pretty much day in and day out oh, and can yeah. have a lot of that stuff dialed <laughs> in since COVID kind of hit, it's been just like what events are going to stay on and not get yeah. canceled. Um, obviously, most of them have been canceled. We actually do have a good amount of stuff coming up in September that I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that we get to cool. go and actually execute. Yeah. Um, 
So it's really Chandler is obviously focused on individual. He should be. He's having huge success mm-hmm. there, and that kid is like, he's just continuing to get better. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. He's fun to watch. Um, he's awesome. Yeah. So he and he gets obviously access to you know a lot of the a lot of the top level of the sport and then we're able to kind of glean you know everything he learns or takeaways and things like that for sure he brings it back to us and then and then we've mostly been focused on team stuff but um you know if there's if there's been nothing else like there has this year and there's an individual opportunity uh, then we're supportive of people going to do that sure. the main thing is we're not sending people like across the country and paying for their plane ticket and hotel room to go like just do take know, 20th out of 40 yeah like, it's not just a free ride it needs yeah. to be to serve a purpose for sure yeah yeah um can you tell us just like give us real just real quick what's what's a, a normal day look like for you like what time do you show up what's the training look like are you splitting that into a couple different sessions in the day like what's that look like yeah, it's def- it definitely varies. Like if we're um, like if we're doing a lot of swimming, which we kind of keep that in the program pretty regularly, then the pool's only open on post certain hours, kind of really early. But I'd say a typical day would be I show up to the gym around 8:30 in the morning, um, and I'll do all of my like prehab and, and look at the board and kind of get an f- idea for what's going on. And then at nine o'clock is kind of when we do that team meeting and figure out what the day is going to look like usually it's either one way or the other we'll either do like mostly strength and like high intensity like crossfit style stuff in the morning and then that'll take us from like 9 to 11 11 30 depending what's on the schedule and then we like to break for at least like a two or three hour block so that you can like um kind of tap into your sympathetic uh, uh nervous system to kind of rest relax and like calm back down and then hit like a, usually more like monostructural uh, um, aerobic based conditioning mm-hmm. stuff so and sometimes that'll be flipped to where we're doing the monostructural stuff in the morning which usually doesn't take as long like cumulative time um, and then we'll come back in the afternoon and do the lifting and workouts so it cool. just kind of depends where you're at too with competition so if you're in accumulation phase that's like taking a lot more of the day where you're doing tons of reps and a ton of volume but the intensity is not as good or if you're like getting closer to competition then it might be a lot more high intensity simulating competition and uh like lower total volume so the day doesn't actually take as long yeah dude i love it man we rest we rest two days a week like thursday and sunday i i don't really do anything other than like mobility and try to eat good stuff like that cool you're you're in such a unique position i'm like i'm you may be bored talking about yourself but like it's just so cool to get a glimpse into this very unique position that that you're in it's very cool now i got something that i i want to ask you um so you've you've met the buttery bros right i've seen you on the buttery bros youtube channel right um yeah yeah i first off i'm gonna say i love the buttery bros i think they're uh their content is really good. Their editing is awesome. Um, sometimes, here's here's where we're getting into this. Um, sometimes, for me at least, depending on the mood I'm in, they are too much for me. Like they're 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 like high energy, yeah. dude. It's it's so over the top sometimes. And like to me, it just comes off as fake, 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 fake. You're a fakey, fake, fake, right? It's their, it's their, that's their, their jam, man. That's yeah. just like, they're, that's how they, I don't know, run their show. 100%. So. And I've seen interviews where they're just like, 
normal. They're just normal human beings talking, and I love it. They are the coolest people. Um, but like when they get like super super crazy, like they drink their C four or whatever, like I'm I'm just like all right, like I'm we're gonna <laughs> suffer for these this two minutes while they're you know going crazy, yeah. and then they'll calm back down. And um, sometimes, at least for me, it's I don't want to say annoying because that sounds mean, but like you know it's just like ah you know I'm I want to chill. You know I don't want. I agree, man. I'll agree with that, but they also like it's getting views. Hundred percent, and it. If I'm in a goofy mood and like I just got done from the gym and we were all goofing around and I watched their stuff, it's like hell yeah, like Heber, like keep it up. Now my question is, are they always do that? Does Heber always have that energy? Like, is he always? Because from what I can tell, he's just like a fantastic human. Um, but I don't see how it's possible for someone to have that energy twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, I mean, their strategy is definitely, like, high energy the whole video, and that's, like, I guess what keeps people watching them. And I totally, like, echo your thoughts, like, before I met them about their videos. Like, entertaining, but if, like, I'm feeling a certain type of way, then I don't really want to watch a Buttery Bros video. Yep. Um, but now, like, when, when the camera's off, like, they're they're great guys, uh, but they're, they're not, like, going crazy like that when the camera's not on. They definitely yeah. know how to, like, turn it on when the camera's on and then when it's yeah. off they're like fairly normal so. yeah yeah marston marston is that like i can sometimes tell when i watch where like he's not a hundred and ten percent into it and like you know versus when he is like you can you can just tell when he's like tired and he's like faking through it and you're just like yep like you he doesn't have the same chops heber does heber is like <laughs> a, a god at what he does and then you know yeah. you have marston who like I think is a little more chill and like, you know, like you, you can just tell like when he is doing his thing, like it's just a little different and I love it. But um, yeah, that was, that was just my silly question because like I, I've seen you on it and I just, I needed to know like, because they're just, they're like the stars of the past, what, year and a half for the yeah, CrossFit they really community. Have been. They, and then they just started at the perfect time, you know, and that when all this stuff went down, you know, that's, that's how the fitness community kind of keeps keeps having fun that and talking elite fitness you know those two platforms yeah i yeah. there's there's not many others like you have a oh uh, what's what's the masters athlete he he's uh bill grundler bill grundler he has a podcast um with um is it chase yeah. smith does he have a podcast with chase smith i forget that you know like there no one else is as big talking elite fitness buttery bros they've kind of cornered the market with the media right um I guess we're kind of getting out of our, did, Miles. Do you have any more questions about? Um, I should I should mention on the uh, something I just thought of is unlike probably like other pro athletes for in the fitness space who are like training all day. I, I have to caveat that by saying I'm still in the military and like there's a lot of I'm sure Miles knows like a lot of stuff I wish I didn't have to worry about or do that is I'm I must do because I'm in the military. So things like coordinating. Like, not only do we have to train, compete, like get that whole plan together, we coordinate like with outside people like the Buttery Bros come in and, and support us and whatnot. So I'm working like contract type stuff with them and then calling like recruiting stations all over the country about where we might be and then like what kind of support they can give us if we're gonna be in their town. Um, and we do like a lot of sure. 
engagements digitally with the schools and whatnot. And then I've got to kind of wrap all that up and then brief it up the chain of command to like, like hire, I don't know. to make sure that they know that they can trust like what we're doing is right. And, you know, that sometimes that's going well. And sometimes I'm, I feel like the program's going to get axed next week. So yeah. um, that's been like, that's the other part of it that people don't see as much of. The, like the, at least here in the, in the military, I'd say, I, I don't know. And like, I've, I've been down to the U.S. I've trained with the U.S. Army, U.S. Marines. I've served, I've been, I did, did Afghanistan with, you know, all you guys. And like mm -hmm. the military in general, from my experience, they just like to overcomplicate everything. Oh, and yeah. it's, it, it's not, it's, I mean, for sure, like when you're going through your battle procedure and you want to make sure everything's checked out, good to go. But it's not just you know, a quick phone call or an email and yeah, man, come on down, let's do this. It's like, there's a whole chain of administrative paperwork that needs to be done and every angle is covered and it's a total pain. It can be a total pain for sure. Yeah, yeah. briefing briefing to uh, someone like much higher rank than you that these guys called the Buttery Bros are gonna be coming yeah. to Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, um, my, the I one thing that I just recently figured out um, the 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 phrase military grade um, that doesn't mean it's good. I did not <laughs> I, I did not know that. I always thought that that meant like ooh, that's that's some good shit right there. But that's not the case at all. Like I. From what I it just depends it just depends where you're at man like the conventional military is usually like kind of like the lowest bidder bottom of the barrel exactly yeah going up in whatever whether I mean like all your special operations communities are very well funded yes it is good yeah there's a, my my uncle whenever he built something or fixed something and he would he made like a, a mailbox that was like two two by fours and that's it right like just a, a horrible mailbox and he's like good enough for the army you know and I, I i never whenever he'd make something shitty like that's what he would say um and i always was like what like i i never understood the joke um but the military grade thing like made that click because he he served god he was an electrician in iraq i don't know if he was army um marines or, or what i have no idea but um you know he would always just like crack jokes at at the army and yeah. stuff like that i always thought it was funny the joke for sure yeah um, but, uh, anyways, do we want to start moving to the CrossFit thing and get Miles caught up? Brian, are you caught up with all the CrossFit news and stuff? Yeah, I think, I think I've got most of it. Okay. Chandler gives a lot of it to us firsthand. So. Yeah. Did you, did you hear about it right away? Um, did, did Chandler tell you guys right away after the Zoom call with the whole, um, new format that's happening this year? Yeah. He was up in, yeah. uh, um, Boston training with Katrin this past week and, he, we have like a Slack group for the team, and he let us know what what the changes were gonna kind of look like. Yeah, That's it's awesome. it's cool. crazy. So first, let's let's talk about um, um, Eric Rosa. So Eric Rosa bought CrossFit. Uh, Miles, I'm guessing you heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, I mean, I know. And uh, and that officially like went through a couple days ago or something like that. And uh, he bought it, and it I I forget what it is some. Berkshire is helping invest in it and like they're part owners now too or something like that. Um, I have no idea what any of like that means. Like I've, I've listened to Talking Elite Fitness's podcast where they talk, go more in depth and whoosh, like it just went all over my head. 
I have no idea like anything about that stuff. But Brookshire is going to be helping out with some funds or something like that, and they want to see growth. Um, with that growth, I, I'm curious, what do you guys think has the most potential for growth in CrossFit? Is it affiliates? Is it um, like the level one, level twos, like building upon that? Is it getting the um, a, a, like I think it was like in 2019, I forget exactly when, but a Greg Glassman said, "All right, CrossFit weightlifting that course gone. It's now Bergner Strength or whatever, and like now it's going to be a CrossFit preferred course, right? Get all of those courses back. CrossFit gymnastics turned to I forget what it was. Um, it's just the gymnastics course, I think, right? And you have all of these courses that like CrossFit built, and now they're gone, right? Is it bringing those back? Um, I think yes. Like you, you got to get those courses back. Um, CrossFit Games, do you build build upon it? Um, you know, like what what is the one thing if you had if you could rank them or you just think one thing has the most potential for growth? What is it? Me, CrossFit Games all the way. I think I think CrossFit Games has a ton of potential. Um, level ones and level twos, from what I've heard rumors, um, is like that brings in like a lot a lot of money. Like when it comes to affiliates and paying their affiliate fees versus um, renewing your level ones and twos and stuff, I hear like that stuff brings in more money than affiliate fees do. Uh, so like building upon that, which is getting the weightlifting courses and all that, and then uh, three would probably be um, um, would probably just be like building your affiliate base right in other countries and stuff like that. But um, what do you guys think? I think it's yeah, one hundred percent CrossFit Games as well, and I think that it's just it's all about the coverage. I mean, if you want the sport to grow, like it needs to be, it needs to be a much more mainstream event. I mean, like the, a lot of the, the sanctionals and all this stuff, I mean, you're streaming online, like it needs to be a televised event that you're watching when you turn on the TV, watching the NBA, the MLB. And I understand that it's just not there yet, but like, that's what it's going to take for it to be, to be huge. It's like for, you know, the kids, kids to turn on the TV and there's, there's CrossFit. Yep. There needs to be more. I think there needs to be more. I think the sanctional season was great because there was more competitions throughout the year, right? Where it was regionals and games. It's like okay, like you have this small window to compete. Yeah, Brian. But yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. You know, uh, that latest Talking Elite Fitness episode did do really like a pretty good job of breaking down like the business structure of it, and so with once they put together like the board of directors, whether it has like five people or seven people, it's going to be pretty critical to see who those people are. Cause they're going to be the ones that kind of decide this. I think post like COVID when all, when we kind of get to some sort of normalcy and can have live stuff again. Um, Cause like the three pillars of CrossFit, I think for making money was, you know, the games education. So that's like all their seminars, um, the, like you said, a bunch of them got canceled and they started outsourcing them. So really all they have is the level one, level two, and then affiliate fees. So uh, I feel like that board of directors is going to kind of have to, they're going to be the ones making the decision of like what of those three to focus on. Do they focus on all three or do they go really big on one of them? Um, so I don't know. It seems like the initial like hearings from Rosa is he, he really likes the CrossFit games and wants to push media support that way so um, you know maybe it'll go that way but it, it's important to remember it, because they probably will have a board it's not just his opinion that matters it'll be kind of what that group of people comes up with yeah yeah man I 
the first person, the one person that I wanted to buy it before Eric Rosa was uh, Jason Kalipa. I thought if Jason Kalipa owned CrossFit, I think we would see like some really, really cool stuff. I just think he has a really good head on his shoulders. He's a good guy. He's competed at the games. Um, he stands for a lot of good stuff. I think Jason would be a really, really good uh, yeah, CEO for cool CrossFit. Think it's like, yeah, I hope he... Rose is like a billionaire, isn't he? Like Jason, I don't know if Jason Kalipa, I'm sure he's well off, but I mean, I think CrossFit... Yeah, I, no, I don't know what it's for, Jason would have had to like get... Get, got someone like Brookshire yeah, and you know to, small to, yeah so, so, yeah just small yeah I could probably take something out and help him um the but uh man I I love Eric Rosa I think he's a good guy um and he's he's a programmer like he's he's in the industry that I'm in and so like I just get it like he data he had a, a nerdy shirt on um that that I saw a photo of him and he's just a he's a nerd and he's so he what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a big overhaul with the games app. And uh, you're probably going to see a Beyond the Whiteboard app version for CrossFit where you get to see the actual... Because CrossFit, if you go to the level one, they talk about force um, and and uh, power output and all of this stuff for a workout uh, in the level one. And they talk about it, but they've never created something so you could actually find out what that you know, power output was for the workout. Imagine if you go in, you put all of your stuff, I'm six foot, you know, my arm length is this long, whatever. And you could actually figure out after you do Fran in that time, what your uh, power output was for the day, right? Like you could actually like get like a poundage thing going on. Like Eric Rosa is a data scientist. He knows how data works. Like he could create a very, very good app or at least get a team. Uh, Eric Rosa, just letting you know, um, I'm going to graduate soon, and uh, I'm very good with data, and I'm also getting another degree in mathematics as well. So if you need me, just let me know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like he's uh, there's going to be a big overhaul with, with the games app, I think, or with a fitness CrossFit app in general. And I think we're going to see like a really, really cool app with maybe a community focus, especially with quarantining and everyone's kind of in their own household doing their own workouts. If we had a CrossFit app where everyone was doing the daily workout of the day, I think that'd be huge, be huge. Um, um, Brian, I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you think is going to happen to the season? Like, what, what, do you think it's going to stick to a sanctional kind of thing or are you going to go back to what the, you know, old school regionals? What do yeah, you think is going to happen? I don't know. It'd be a total shot in the dark for me. It seems like, I don't know why, but the rumblings of like regionals coming back yeah. is, is definitely out there. Totally. Um, and, and if he wants to go big on like, unlike the games and broadcasting all that then it makes more sense for it all to be unified under this yeah. like crossfit umbrella as opposed to these random events um you know i got i went to regionals in 2014 and qualified in 15 and so like i feel like all the the regionals people from back then are like bring regionals back because it was like sure. a great experience but um i kind of i enjoyed how the sanctional thing was too it's just I, I agree. It, it kind of convolutes the whole getting to the CrossFit Games thing. So I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I, if if they can kind of unify it and clean it up, so people how CrossFit works, totally. we're not in the space. Yeah. And and like that's something I've had to deal with firsthand when the boss is like, "Well, like, what's the goal? Or like, how do you get there? Why haven't we been to the games yet?" And I have to like go through this like insane 
system process. and yeah it's yeah. like he'll never understand like as many times as i say it so yeah that, it's that tough nice. um it's, it's easy when you say there's an open and if you qualify in your region they take the top 20 and then you know once you get to your regional and you compete you have to take top five like it's it's super easy um what i want because how i see it is so many sanctionals put in so much time and effort into creating this event for the CrossFit Games. And now if if Dave Kasser says, you know, fuck you guys, we're not doing that anymore, like that's a that that's a huge hit to the community, right? Yeah. And these competitions, sure, like, you know, some will survive and some will keep going. But a lot of these competitions, they only made it because they had that CrossFit Games invite and people showed up there. And so, like, there's this dilemma where it's like, do we keep all 26 sanctionals and, you know, qualify people through that? Like, how, how, how will it work, right? Um, what, a, what a brutal year for the ugh, change, too. So oh, like, hard. It's just awful. The sanctionals didn't even get a chance. Yeah. No, 10 sanctionals. We had 11 sanctionals, right? Um, 10 individuals qualified. One was at, one was at, uh, yeah, yeah, the Mayhem was at uh, in, Indy only. Um, it's it's it was rough you know like that we we got not even what just barely past a third right like uh it's tough uh what i want to see is some uh hybrid where we have regionals we have the the good old regionals where everything is is standardized and all that um but there's also some qualification that you can make through sanctionals as well um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, sanctionals are – you just qualify through the sanctional and you're done. Like it could be a, a season thing like a golf or NASCAR where like you have a point structure, right? So like if you take fourth if, – if every sanctional qualifies a podium or the, the podium, right, and you take fourth in five sanctionals and you're like right on the cusp every time, um, if you're – when it comes to some formula, whatever it is – and they just they say that hey this guy's the top ranking you know that hasn't qualified he gets an invite like there's there's some way to do it where well, well didn't competition corner release some sort of like there was some sort of structure it was like a championship yes like there was I, I I'm not too sure exactly but there was yep and that was like that's um that's in combination with uh. Loud and live so loud and live um is gonna have like some sort of structure where like you get a. Uh, the championship, which whatever whatever championship they decide that'll be, um, I'm going to guess it'll be Wadapalooza or, you know, something. I don't know. Um, Wadapalooza may be the championship event, and you can qualify to that championship event through uh, Mayhe- or the, the Mayan, the, the Granite Games, you know, all this stuff. And you can have, like, a season, uh, which is pretty neat. But, uh, like, there has to be a hybrid because I don't want sanctionals to go away. Like, they deserve to have their spot. They put in their time and effort, and it'd be a huge hit to the community. But at the same time, regionals is so clean, and it, uh, like, it, it's just, you, it's, it's, it's friendly to the user. It's friendly to the competitor. Um, I really like it. So, like, like when do you, something. when do you think they have to release this? Like, when, when do they have to kind of, when are we going to know? I think we'll know before we think, because, one thing CrossFit HQ is doing right now is they're really focusing on communication. I think after the game, shortly after, the rule book will come out. Like I guarantee Eric Rosa and Dave Castro have a team working on the rule book for 2021, and they don't even know how 2021 is going to end. Or you know, like they're they're working on it. 
Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but I don't know, man. It's it's tough because there's so many ways they could go about it. The one thing I didn't like about regionals was uh, that it's it's only one shot. Like your season is so defined, you know. Like regionals had one of the great things about regionals was there was so much pressure. You get one one shot, right? Like you have a bum ankle, you're competing on it. You had Sam Briggs who competed with a broken ankle and still qualified, right? Like you have you have all of these things where like there's n- you can't like you can't sorry you have the flu like sucks to suck like you're competing or else you know it's it's tough because that's a really cool aspect of it but at the same time like you know it you have one weekend and if you don't like it's it's a year and a half of training and to get to the games again you know so there's a yeah in terms of like the viewer experience and audience as well it's just regionals is so much better because you have like this these two or three weeks where it all comes down to this and all eyes are on those few events going on at that time whereas like sanctionals it was literally going to be at the point where we had a a sanctional every single weekend and it just kind of dilutes the the, like i just remember young when i was really getting into it and like watching i was glued to the computer or something during regionals weekend because it was only three weeks of the whole year and it, it dictated the whole story for the season you know yeah man and people yeah it just makes it really exciting (laughs) such good quality that's the thing with the sanctionals too is like they're just some are better than others like some are really good you got wadapalooza and the granite games and rogue dubai rogue like you got some really really like high quality well covered events and then you have some that like i was watching like brazil and it was i mean it was hard to find a stream like i mean and you know what i mean some and didn't have they're all supposed to be they're supposed to be you know it's a sanctioned event like they're supposed to be equal they're not yeah you had you Whereas had regionals i mean and i also like that all the workouts were the same at regionals right it's the same test yeah i like that too. Same test. yeah but man like i love that rogue can like do whatever the hell they want right i love that dubai it's like all right 5k trail run out or 5k desert run out and you're gonna run 5k back right like it's that that's some cool stuff man like i don't like there there has to be some sort of format where we can have regionals but at the same time allowing dubai to do their thing and qualify the podium because again i think if you're gonna have all of these athletes it's practically the games at dubai and rogue you need to qualify the podium. Like that is so that's so crazy to me that only one person qualifies. That's how Chandler Smith qualified and he took what eighth place two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like it that thing was so stacked. Like you need For to sure. qualify the podium, especially if they're gonna be the first ones to do it. Because I'm guessing regionals is gonna do the same format of doing their stuff in May, right? And so Alright, see ya. Um, they're they're gonna do their stuff in May. If you have sanctionals before that, like, like Dubai, qualify the podium. Like open up spots for new regional athletes to come in and do their thing. And if regional athletes that qualify in Dubai want to compete at regional, still let them, right? But uh, like there's so many different like avenues that this thing can go that I think are really really cool. But again, yeah. we won't know until someone says something. And so who knows, right? Um, the games this year. Let's talk about the games this year. So they're doing the closed, right? I'm going to call it the closed because the open is for everyone, right? It's an online competition. 
but this year it's 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 an online competition but only 30 from each division get to go right and that is this is that is the crossfit games um there are two the crossfit games are are two sections there's the online competition the closed and then there's the uh final which is going to be top five so they're going to they're going to whittle down the top 30 to the top five in this online competition they're going to take the top five and that top five is going to compete in aromas california um later on so like in early september online competition and then a month later after that so october right um it's going to be uh the games finals or whatever uh what do you guys think of having the CrossFit Games online? Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's, I mean, in my, my opinion, I think it's, um, I mean, it's not ideal, obviously, but it's, it's, it is what it is, and they're doing the best with what they have, and, and um, they're going to make something out of it. So I'm, I'm all for it. It's better to do that than, you know, not do anything at all. Um, it's, it's you, the, the test, the test of fitness is limited when you do it online right when you when you go to the games and you're you're testing the most you know elite individuals in the world i mean that that test is so much you have so much more opportunity on you you have they have the structures and the fields and the obstacle courses and you, you name it i mean when you're doing it online you're you're confined to you know your box or something you have to do in front of a camera so it's going to be yeah, literally a box. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have a box that you have to stay within, and that's it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think Rogue did a phenomenal job of it. That that was really cool to watch. But I yeah. mean, it just it just changes it just changes it. But I mean, I still think the the you know the cream will rise to the top, and you'll still see. It, it'll it'll be interesting to see. But I'm, I'm I don't think the top five will be a huge surprise. I think the fittest will prevail. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, like, how many events they decide to do. Like, Rogue obviously proved the concept now, and they've already said, I think, they're not going to require all the athletes to be going at the exact same time like they did at Rogue. Right. Um, they haven't said officially, but I don't think they'll be able to, like, do the workouts more than once. Uh, but is it going to be, like, is he releasing one event at a time and then they do it, or are they going to get the full list of events? And Because that obviously right. changes mm -hmm. the approach and whatnot to each one. Um, there's there's a ton of ways he could play with it, but like you said, uh, Miles, I think like I think with what they're dealing with with the environment and everything, they're they're trying to make something happen, and the obviously the fans and the audience, we all want to see it, so it'll be exciting, and hopefully they can kind of take what Rogue did and either build yeah. on it or do something slightly different, or you know just at least implement whatever lessons um, maybe maybe if they can learned uh, through that experience totally yeah. yeah i think it'll be great for sure with where we're at right and now it's, it's also interesting with uh fraser he wasn't in rogue whereas almost all the other top contending athletes Ooh. were at rogue uh yeah. so now all of a sudden they kind of have um an i'd advantage. say a little bit of an exper uh, experience yeah. advantage yeah. yeah there's a couple like you had like pat pat obviously cleaned up did, did very well and then you had like i don't know guys like brent like brent um, did so well in Dubai. You know what I mean. He 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 cleaned that up. So it'll be it'll be nice to I don't know to see all the, all of those guys competing against each other again. For sure. The the interesting thing to me is uh, like you 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 know that there's there's a difference between 
open workouts and regional workouts and game games workouts, right? Like there's just an inherent difference and certain athletes do better in the open, certain athletes do better at right. regionals, right? Totally. Um, Brent Fikowski is someone who does very well at regionals in the games. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to the open workouts, he, you know, is it, if you look at it, he looks like a average competitor, right? Like he's not necessarily the greatest when it, for a games athlete, he looks average, but at the games, he's the tippity top, right? Yeah, he's not, um, for sure. So like the, the programming for this uh, qualifier here, it has to be different from the open. And I think because 200,000 people aren't going to be doing it, Dave Kassler can program a boring workout like a 20K row, right, if he wants to, to get that aerobic fitness in, to whittle it down to the top five. He can do that because, you know, who cares? We're just going to – it's a wasted workout, but at the same time, it's the test of fitness. Like – a workout like that does deserve to it's a crossfit games workout right like so we're gonna see like probably a lot different from the open usually the open it's doable for everyone for um something like what the crossfit games is doing here we're gonna see like hopefully some beefed up workouts like some regional yeah. style workouts that are super heavy um mm -hmm. obviously there's gonna be some light ones too but you know like we're gonna see some cool shit i think compared to what we see at the open because the open in my opinion sometimes gets a little boring right how many times have we seen yeah sorry sorry no no finish sorry how, how many times have we seen um handstand push-ups in high repetitions right like every year like when it comes to handstand push-ups that's like the number one thing the only thing time we haven't seen that is the 2159 diane that's the only time where i've really seen where handstand push-ups aren't the main component right you go to the do first have, do you have a problem with handstand push-ups i hate them man i the open standard listen i when it comes to kipping that standard is really really good for me but what yeah, i don't no, like i hate that standard oh it's it's good it for is, me yeah yeah i i literally can like be here like this and i'm reaching like i don't have to lock it's pretty, out it's pretty silly yeah, like uh, yeah. for some people it's super easy and some people it's super hard, right? You should and, have that 36-inch box and be like, okay, like lock out. Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> it, that's what it should be, right? But, yeah. it, but it also shouldn't because it's, it's bullshit, right? That 36-inch box for me for strict handstand push-ups is super tough, right? Like I have a large wingspan. So for me, like I'm going here and like it's a big long push. And then you have someone like Josh Bridges or Dan Bailey who's like, right? And like there's an inherent difference. Like they're doing quarter squats and I'm doing full, right? It is what it is. Yeah, but I'm I'm six one, and then I get wall balls and yes, you know what I mean? for sure. A hundred percent. Height height makes an advantage. But I, I dare to say that handstand push-ups are the most unfair movement in CrossFit. Um, you you can see that with people having huge huge weaknesses in these movements, and uh, like no nothing else really like compares. You have a you have a what's what's a what's the girl who took second place in twenty eighteen? Um, she worked with uh, Deca Comp, uh, Michelle Atandra, Laura Lauren Horvath Horvath Laura Horvath right? Um, handstand pushups. She can't do them yet. Like she can you know fucking split jerk you know. 300 pounds or something crazy right like she's super super strong um brent fikowski like again one of those guys like strict handstand push-ups aren't the greatest for him um th there are so many scenarios where handstand push-ups mess people up because of how they are built and listen i'm saying this because that's me 
That is 100% me, and I'm very biased in that case. But uh, I don't like strict handstand push-ups. Um, but was, anyway, I always remember at the Dakota Games, and you were you were sitting ahead of me, and then I didn't realize what had happened until I looked at the leaderboard later in the day. We saw Ryan <laughs> dropped a lot on the yeah, <laughs> dude. It was push-up workout. <laughs> I beat, I beat you in that workout. Yeah, dude. Every, everyone did, man. Did everyone. It was yeah. It was one of those things where like took first place in the first event first place in the second event i'm like fuck yeah like i i took first in the strength event and then the cardio event i took first you never see that athletes don't do that like typically they're really strong and their cardio sucks and i was just really proud of that those efforts and i'm like hell yeah man and then i knew event three was not gonna be good i thought i was gonna do worse i was actually did... was the second one the rowing sandbag yes run Yes. You, yeah. You took first on that one. I did. Yeah. Um, it was the sandbag. Um, my coach at the time, Sean Fantuzzi, the entire summer we worked that sandbag so hard, and I was thinking like, "Fuck, dude! Like, I, I, I don't know if I trust this. Like, this is gonna fuck me. Like, we're doing too much sandbag and not focusing enough on other things." But man, like, it was. I grabbed that sandbag over the second it landed. I was grabbing it again and going, and other people were turning around taking a breath yeah, and man. going and that's oh, where yeah. i made up my chunk brian passed me on the run you know yeah that sandbag fucked me yeah i thought i was making my move on you on the run and man dude i yeah i, I didn't you cycled the sandbag so quick at the end it was, yeah it was impressive. that's that's that was my saving grace the run i was a little slow but maybe i did better on the sandbag because i took that run slower too you know but uh but anyways back to programming the games in the open like dave castro has Hopefully, I hope he has Rogue at his will, and Rogue will send them all the equipment they need. I would love to see some creative stuff from Dave doing an online competition, because I think we could see some really, really cool stuff. Uh, so but... that was my, my question, actually. That was I, I didn't want to cut you off, but no. so I'm going to now. Uh, like, is Rogue sending all of the stuff like they did for the Rogue, or how is that going to be organized? Do we know? Is it, is it Rogue sending all the equipment again? Or like... I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I saw so far said that they're not planning on sending equipment, which is really? it's pretty interesting, actually, because I would hate – one thing I don't want to see is, like, a lesser quality version than Rogue because I, right. I don't know. So what's, we'll see what happens. But right thing? now, there's no plans, I don't think, to send equipment. But hmm. obviously, I, it could change. But they have to keep it fair. Like, it needs to be – you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I know. That's what's – I mean, even though we, everyone has barbells and bumper plates, but the beauty of Rogue was, like, it was the exact same of yep. everything. Everyone the had a comp plate. they were going to use that weekend was using the same thing. Yep. And, again, there are – I don't think anyone would cheat in this, but, you know, you've seen the videos on YouTube and stuff like that of, you know, people using um, hollowed-out bumper plates and shit like that. <laughs> And you know they're clean yeah, they, and jerky. They are sending a, a level one uh, or two like seminar person to everybody, yeah. so at least they'll have oversight that way. Yes. Just hollow, yeah. just hollow plates, just throwing around. Dude, man, there's there's a video <laughs> of uh, an AMRAMP. I forget what it is. There's there's a video of a guy. I forget what workout it is, but it's an AMRAMP. It's double. It was double unders and thrusters. It was the double unders thrusters. It was like eighteen point five or something like that. Ten rounds of. Uh, nine thrusters at 95 pounds and 35 dubs and uh this guy he just looped his first round every round was the exact same it was the funniest thing ever he sent it in he sent it in um for online um thing and it it just had like 200 dqs and zero upvotes and it was it was a beautiful sight to see it was so funny 
It's a big paycheck, man. For sure, yeah. But uh, this guy, I mean, he was like 50 years old and just a loser, so who cares? But, you know, the it was just, it was just funny uh, to see. He had like the, one of the best scores in the world, you know. And uh, it was crazy how he thought he would get away with that. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited. I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, I hope I hope it's a good competition. I hope they get some real fitness in, and people like Brent Fakowski, who are very fit, don't get weeded out just because the programming was very open. Like, like he, sure. Dave has an opportunity to actually test fitness here. Um, I hope he doesn't like just retest like open style workouts. You know? Yeah, yeah I agree. It's not the open. It is yeah. not. So it needs to be. It needs to be programmed differently. Yeah, or maybe take like I could see him taking an open from like 2013 and he just beefs up everything right like maybe one of them stays the same but everything else is like beefed up so like snatches at 275 instead of ending at 205 210 for the for a snatch workout right like something like that i don't know it'll be interesting though we'll see do you guys want to add anything else with that on that topic um no, no. man Oh, no, just when you say the hollowed out plates, uh, I just linked a video in the chat. I always think of uh, of this crazy high school kid, um, and I'm just like, I want it to be real so bad, but he's like a 16 year old, and he just does like the easiest 400 five pound clean ever. In <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, um, yeah. That, the the thing with cheaters, at least to me, um, I hope they qualify. I well, hope just so they get exposed. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Like, why would you, why would you? It's like okay, you qualify and then you show up and what are you gonna do? You're fucked. You're in yeah. front of everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I hope cheaters. Uh, I hope cheaters qualify because then you know they get exposed. The tough part is is I've taken last place at, at a competition before, so like you know people could say, oh, you just cheated to get in. You took last. Anyone who takes last, you know. No, I just I. I didn't have a good time. That's that's all that happened, you know. But uh, it, it, I love seeing cheaters get exposed. And you saw that at regionals. There were some guys that, like, did very well in the open, took top ten in yeah. the world, and then they would just get shit stomped. Um, yeah, the guy... it, happens, it happens every single major competition. You show up and, and you you just see a few people move, and you're just like, there's no way. Like, there's this, there's a certain workout. I remember you crushed this workout in the open, and that what you're doing out on the floor right now is just not representative in any way of yeah. that. And even if they're similar, right? We're like, in the open, it has muscle-ups in it, and he's crushing it. And now in this regional workout, you're doing sets of five? Like, what? Like, you... you yeah. Anyways, it's it's crazy. You know, you, you see cheaters all the time, but um, yeah. I think with that, guys, I have to get going. I have a open open house that I have to get to. I'm gonna go look at yeah, a house to you. buy. So, um, with that, Brian, thank you for coming onto the podcast and being so kind to switch your schedule up and all that. I I know you said you were free and you you've been very kind, but thank you. Um, it's very frustrating to have something set and then it changed. 20 times over so thank you um for hopping on having a great conversation with us miles again thank you for switching your time to help me out i really appreciate yeah, no it problem, um yeah everyone if you're still watching probably not probably zero viewers right now um go follow brian on all of his ads you'll see it on the top right hand corner um bhh or bh health fitness and fitness um that's his uh health and fitness instagram uh and then his regular instagram ba harris 90 Miles Raposo, and then uh, Ryan Jeb. 
Um, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. I'll get this uploaded probably tonight when I get done with the open house. So, cool, man. Uh, yeah.